we're going. Alright, let's get some of this in the audio to start off with. I don't even have my headphones on. I couldn't even enjoy... None of us had our headphones on. No. I'll enjoy that in the future. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, Alright, let's put my hair behind my head without taking my gauges out. Good enough. Poofy today. Poof. Poof. 86 gigs? Okay, cool. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> such an exaggerated <laughs> it's, a, it's the first slurp. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Saturday Boys, where every day is a Saturday. Come hang out with us as we chat about music, movies, games, and more all over nice cold drinks. My name is Nick and I'm joined by Anthony. Hi. And Brandon. Hey. And we got an interesting looking one today. This is a white drink. I was not expecting like it to be looking like it's ghostly. Like a spooky gold. Oh. Yeah, it's spooky season. See, cause you, well, you, when, we, when you sent me the uh, list of stuff to get... I didn't see the name. It was just ingredients. So yeah. I didn't... I was just like, oh, okay. I was looking at it. This is... What is it called? What's the name of it? Uh, it's the Liquid White Ghost. Liquid White Ghost. It's... um, It is a shot of coconut rum. It is a shot of the creme de cacao. They call for white creme de cacao. Which is what I grabbed. Because when I was looking at yeah. there, I, I finally found it. I had no idea what creme de cacao is. So yeah. that took me a while to find. Once I did, they had like black and white ones. So I was like, wait. And then I looked at the recipe. It says white. I was like, okay, I'll yeah. grab the clear one. And then um, the simple syrup. And then the it calls for heavy cream or half and half or whatever your milk choice is. Mm. So um, we went with almond milk because mm -hmm. we all have terrible stomachs. Yeah, the last <laughs> time we did the white Russians with the chocolate milk, a couple of us had a bad time the next day. So we're going with <laughs> almond milk, a much better lactose-free <laughs> Um, experience. It gave here. it more mm. of like a uh, <laughs> uh, more darker colored. Though, yeah, because almond milk is a little bit more I, yellow in the tint. And I personally really like almond milk mm -hmm. as far as like it's kind of a sweet milk, so it's it's actually really good when I've made White Russians and like yeah. mudslides and stuff oh, with yeah. it before. So I find that it mixes really well into drinks. But well, let's try it. Cheers, I've guys! Never tried this before, so cheers. let's see how it goes. It looks kind of like um, like a chai tea. Hmm. That's how I would describe the look. It Ooh. tastes like a chai tea. That is delicious. Oh, I could yeah. slam that whole drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, a milk drinker. Well, so I wasn't going to have another delicious. one at the pod, but I guess I am now. Uh, is, I yeah. got to transfer all this files for double recording today. That's going to take like 10 minutes to transfer. I'll be able to slam one of these in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah, honestly not a lot of alcohol in this. It's just a little bit of coconut rum and creme de cacao. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's it. So modest. Yeah. 
It's a very, it almost feels like a breakfast drink to it wake does, up right? and have a nice little ghost drink here. Yeah, start off my day. <laughs> I like this. I've never really had a, too many drinks with the, the creme de cacao. I've I, had like mm-hmm. a couple. As I said, but, I didn't even know what that was. It's yeah. chocolate liquor, basically. Yeah, just chocolate mm-hmm. schnapps. Oh, so what What makes something schnapps versus like a cream de? Is it just like the type of sugar they use or something? Yeah. I have no idea. It, it's mm-hmm. like it's probably like, does it use molasses or does it use cane sugar or some crap like, like that? that? Yeah. But I think molasses, because rum, well, rum is from molasses, right? I believe. Oh. Gosh, this, I, I knew all this stuff when I wanted to be a bartender. And then I realized, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, my stomach and alcohol, <laughs> you can only take so much. Which is why I do it on Saturday. Heavily sweetened form of liqueur, heavily sweetened. made by mixing natural grain spirit with fruit syrup, spices, or other flavors, is referred to schnapps. Um, Still doing research. What is the difference between schnapps <laughs> and any other type of liquor? Well, like liqueur. With liqueurs. Hmm. Yeah. Schnapps versus <laughs> liqueur. <laughs> Great way to start. Just oh man, I have no idea what this is. Let's Google. I don't know. Liqueur is already distilled and fermented. It's one of those like super complicated, just like process things. Okay, so liqueur is a little sweeter and more syrupy than a uh, schnapps. Oh, so schnapps. I I, when I think of like easy to drink stuff, you always think of like schnapps. Always get screwed Mm. up on like peppermint schnapps. No noticeable difference between schnapps and liqueur, and brands will use this Hmm. label interchangeably. So, like, oh, it's really just kind of pick or choose, like. Hmm. Sometimes it might be thicker, sometimes it's not, but they're fucking they're the same thing, dude. <laughs> I didn't know that's what I was so curious about, but yeah, no, it's delicious. <clears throat> yeah, I like this. Especially like the coconut and the chocolate. It's kinda like an it's... almond joy in a cup. Yeah. And it's like not overpowering with the coconut either. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And since we even added almond milk, it is very much like an almond joy. Not going to lie, there was one I wanted to do in the future. Maybe we'll do it for the next one. Ooh, we could do it for the next one because it's like a Halloween candy, like Snickers, because it was a Snickertini. Oh, Anthony's bar has been expanded <laughs> so much in the past, like two to three months. We there's basically nothing got beer, like, but now there's like there's a little bit of beer, but mainly liquor. <laughs> it's like our stomachs started to not like beer after we were drinking a lot every week. Really fast. Here and there for special. <laughs> Bloats you up so much more than something like this. Yeah. True. This isn't the sad fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time to move on to the not so important news. I'm still calling it the news. Um, All of this month I'm calling it the news. I forgot about the news. <laughs> the news. The news. I'm going to go last because mine pertains to the episode. I'm so. like a bell toll or something and they're like, like, a, like a funeral bell or some shit, you know? Get a little it's spooky. time for a thunder crash. the news. <laughs> Bats going. Yeah, something like that. Bing. We'll do something. <laughs> All right, Brandon, go first. You've got it up. I hope. Maybe not. Ish. Eminem served pasta to guests at opening his restaurant in Detroit. Okay, wait. So you, you, you run that by me again? Yeah, hold on. You said that real fast, and you also—I gotta preface this. You were like you're talking about your article, and all you did was show me the photo. So I'm gonna put that up now. That's oh, the photo. Yeah. And I, I had no context. So you just—I'm just like we, we were outside, and I just showed Nick the, the just that <laughs> that. And I'm just like, wait, is that's 
That's Eminem, <laughs> but he's holding Chinese food. Yeah, I zoomed in on it so he would have no. I had context. no context. I was like, "What?" Okay, so you, awesome. see, you say you opened a restaurant? Is that what that was? Yeah, it's called Mom Spaghetti. <laughs> no, it's not. It's this, is, this is not real. This is from CNN. Okay, look, he was there at the opening serving re- spaghetti. This re- is the picture. Can you reread the title here? Can we Please. just get that? Here, let me send this. To oh, you you're cropping it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh God, damn it! I never wanted to. Eminem served ridiculous. pasta to guests at his restaurant opening. Okay, so he served pasta, get, but it's in a Chinese food box. That's what really like threw me off. But I guess if you're are serving pasta, what else are you serving spaghetti in? Because it is like a noodles bowl? and rice, so okay. A bowl to go though, like that's mm. just like hey, a I get noodle that. box. Chick, uh, chick KFC, they do the little bowls of like mashed oh, potatoes I guess you and do stuff. Like a plastic bowl like that. Mm. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> so on the menu, <laughs> there it was. For nine dollars is mom's spaghetti. For twelve dollars, you can get mom's spaghetti with meatballs. Uh, for eleven dollars, you get the spaghetti sandwich with uh, spaghetti on bread. I'm so hungry. Spaghetti <laughs> on bread. Um, oh, but yeah, no he, he. No, it is a thing. Is it though? It, it is spaghetti sandwich. It's like a meatball. You just get some. It's. You it's, can't put a lot of spaghetti on there. Also it's it like doesn't a, work. It's mm. one of those pop up eateries. Like if you've heard of the Mr. Beast Burger or the fucking. They just took over a, a local Denny's that was going out of business for not Denny's. I need someone with a drive through shit. They like probably, Wendy's, like a. Mm. Well, they probably took over like yeah something like that. But um, what is that fucking fast food Italian place that? Uh, oh, Far Farelli's or whatever. Oh, Fazoli's. Fazoli's. Yeah, mm. he's probably got like a fucking Fazoli's that he's cooking out the it's, back. There's no Fazoli's in Phoenix, so I, or maybe I he's commissioned out of Buca de Beppo. <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> Yeah, everything comes out of a book <clears throat> of Beppo. I noticed that. Mr. Beast Burger, all those special stuff for Book of Beppo. Huh. I'm learning a lot Everything's today. Everything's Book of Beppo. Mm-hmm. Right. That Chick fil A that I had yesterday it came from Book of Beppo. It's a mind all fuck, right. man. All right, so is my turn now? You need to pad. No, I'm still on this mom's spaghetti oh, okay, thing. Cool. One second. <laughs> he wants to cover this mom's spaghetti. Okay. Well, just his like, knees are weak as his fucking arms are ready. <laughs> So it's just a it's a pop up shop. They're not expecting to do anything else yeah. with it. Just kind of uh, run out of other things. He's not even really like. It does sound like more of a joke. Most of the time, right. he just like he well, wasn't even expected to be there. Nobody expected. Oh, him he to just be showed there. up. Yeah, oh. he just showed up in a car and started serving spaghetti out the window. What a legend! I know. <laughs> I mean, when you own, you gotta that, wonder if there was vomit on his sweater. It's not very, like... Most of my 8-mile knowledge comes from Scary Movie 3, so I, I just need to be quiet about the subject. Right. I want to contribute more, but I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen it once. The actual I've movie. seen it, like, three times. On uh, FX. On FX, of course. Anthony, That's probably actually how I've read it. Or haven't seen it, too. That's how you read the 8-mile book? That's how I read it, yep. My favorite. Uh, rare Pokemon Oreos are selling for thousands... Of dollars on eBay. Are they shaped no. like Pokemon? They're just our they, Oreos, but they have printed Pokemon mm-hmm. on them. Yeah, but they're not like in the shape of a Pikachu. No, like, they just have a printed Pikachu. That's like the on idea it. like that. Fucking lame. I know. That's why I closed my eyes. I was just like, seriously, miss potential. That's okay, but that's yeah. Why not mm. shape it like a Pikachu or something? Well, no, I'm just more mad that yeah, it's not shaped like a Pikachu, but it's still selling that much that people or, are buying it. Or fucking Jigglypuff for Christ's sakes! It's already in the shape of a circle. I got 
Jigglypuff. I got Ghastly. I got Electrode. I got a Snorlax. Voltroid. Oh, Snorlax. Okay, that's a big enough circle. So apparently, like, because uh, um, Magnemite. Because just like with the cards, so like Mew is like the, a rare one to collect out because there's like 16 different Pokemon they have in it uh, in the packages. Rare Oreo. Yep. So you can get a rare Oreo. So the Mew. And they can sell uh, for anywhere from fifty to ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. I imagine don't sending you. an Oreo off to get minted. Right. Well, like right here, some listing <laughs> promises a mint condition cookie. One claims the cookie has only been handled with tongs, so it hasn't been touched by human hands yet. I feel like tongs would be worse than a caring human hand with a glove on. That's true. That yeah. hasn't touched anything. Gloves are not a substitution for washing your hands, but That's I see true. so many people put on a glove and they'll go through an eight-hour shift, and I'm like, you just didn't wash your hands that entire shift, no, basically. Don't, well, don't, yeah, don't no, even get I me mean, started. Like, <laughs> fresh, wash your fucking hands, put on a glove, and then just barely touch the... Co- I feel like that's better than, like, with tongs, you could fucking, like, you, at, you don't know it. how tough yeah. you're grabbing it. You could crack mm-hmm. the cookie in half, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. your muse worth nothing news worth nothing because you can't no longer put that mint hashtag on it it's only worth eating at that point Mm. it's like it's a like a 10 cent cookie (laughs) (laughs) actually Oreos are pretty expensive probably like 25 cents and not that expensive what is the value of an oreo per like well it depends are you buying the party pack because that's the only way to do it because Mm. the amount like the price per ounce is so much lower when you buy the largest pack of oreos but the only issue is is you have the largest pack of oreos so you eat them all Mm -hmm. it's a vicious cycle you get the most for your dollar but you yeah so a pack of oreos right now they're saying they're like less than four dollars so just imagine making a hundred thousand dollars off one cookie that you paid for target has them right now the fucking Pokemon Oreo. ones. God damn it. <laughs> Oreo? I hate the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was I mean, a, it was a phenomenon. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to find the value honestly, of an Oreo. I just want to know the value of an Oreo. That's all Whatever. I want to know. Weight per ounce times how much. Like if it's 60 cents an ounce and an Oreo weighs... So someone was able to sell one package of the Oreos for twelve hundred dollars. So they're literally going the way of like booster boxes for the cards. I was like, oh, you have the chance to get that that Charizard that if it's a first edition, and it's a mint ten, you worth this much. Uh, give me like five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars for the booster. So box. it's just it's just the the Pokemon it's, card. It's the exact same thing, but with people. something edible instead of for a trading card. So it, it went. It's, it I Pokemon. mean, at least Oreos are vegan, so they'll last like a while. You'd think. They'll get stale pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. If you, fr- I guess I, we don't intend on eating them. The Oreo packaging is a double-edged sword. It's super easy to open, a bitch and a half to close right, so all the seals are fine mm-hmm. on all the Oreos. And are you ordering off a of Target right now? No, I'm pulling up price comparisons. <laughs> sure, <laughs> trying to get the most uh, dollar for. He's like, your- I'm only paying fifty dollars for two packs. It's it's fine. The two packages. It's a lot he of wants, Oreos. He wants that. He wants know. that Mew. <laughs> Well, is it just Generation One Pokemon, or because like? Let's see if it actually has. Because like it was saying, like it seemingly, because it was saying like there's Mew, Charmander, Charles, uh, like uh, Charmander, Bulbasaur, like had like the starters. And it's like there's seven other generations of Pokemon mm-hmm. they could be using. But then they have like I think what Snivy on there, and then they have the. Oh okay, I so see they have, Togepi. And they got like so it's there's a lot of mix on the packaging, so. And no one goes past Gen Four. <sighs> Not even Game Freak. I'm actually wondering. Oh, are you excited for the Diamond and Pearl remake coming out? I didn't play the originals. Oh well, never mind then. But I, I, I want, I want to play them all. What do I, I want to just emulate them all, but then I can't legally do that unless I own the games. 
And I because I don't want to get a Game Boy because I don't want to play it on the game on a Game what Boy. If I let you borrow it so you can emulate it and feel better that you have it in your hands. Because <laughs> I have all the Pokemon games. I am that type of nerd. I mean, that's true. <laughs> well, I'll just move on to my article here. I <laughs> uh, kind of lean us into what we're talking about today. Mine is from uh, Rhode Island Monthly. And it's the Haunted House Lust. The Conjuring House in Harrisville, Rhode Island is for sale. Hmm. So the owners who've had it since September 2019, um, who've done all like the videos and everything, uh, they put it up for sale. Uh, it is, I think, $1.2 million is what oh, the value of it right now. So if you've got to spare $1.2 million, you can buy a little bit of... Um, uh, Pro- a little bit of history, but what they are they- turning down offers actually because uh, they're wanting to find someone who will respect the history of it mm. and not sell anything and not like yeah. just try to like attractionize it or something. Um, hmm. Yeah, they've done it basically a paranormal hotspot where they can book people out, like they decorated up the house hmm. and all that. So uh, it's three thousand one hundred square feet, but the real house is so. If you're in the market for a nice Rhode Island house, uh, there's just one for sale in a nice little bit of woods. Mm-hmm. Might have a little bit of history, but uh, you know, might be a little haunted. Yeah. Might be a little haunted. Yeah. Might have a couple. One point two million, I think it was. I forgot what reference is this. What reference is that? Uh, the Family Guy. I want to say it. Yeah, I think it's Family Guy. Family Guy reference. A Stewie thing, I think. I don't know. But yeah, so that's what I found this week. I was like, oh, we were talking about this, and just pops up. I'm like, oh, The Conjuring. Cool. It's pretty nifty. I'm kind of surprised they're already selling it. Right. Um, I mean, it is a haunted house, so who knows what really goes on around there. So, you know. Um, Mm. Fun little tidbit is the owner of the house previously, once the movie came out, it got so popular, they wanted, like, nothing to do with it. Like, cars were constantly on the roads trying to get to it. Yeah, I bet. It was just, like, a shit show for a little bit after the movie came out. Mm. So, it could be a similar type thing. So... Who knows? Ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Well, are you still trying to figure out the value Jesus. of an Oreo over there? <laughs> oh, my God. You're looking up the weight of Oreos <laughs> to try and get. Uh, all right. No, if you when, when you get the number, I'm, oh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be happy once you finally figure it out. Once you open your calculator for the 13th time. Um, <laughs> oh, but with dude. that, yeah, I'm just going to start moving on into the main event. The Conjuring. So it's a 2013 film directed by James <clears throat> Wan. Um, I actually don't really know too many of his other. I know he's the co-creator of Saw. That what it is? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, and I didn't. I didn't, I didn't watch Insidious, too. so I didn't see any of those. Yeah. Dang. Oh yeah, he was uh, directed the first film. That makes sense. First Saw. So. But yeah, it's a 2013 film. It's got. Um, Oh, Nighthawk in it. Or Night Owl? Night Owl. Mm-hmm. As uh, Ed Warren. Cool. Yeah, it was actually the, um, the first in the... Basically, how many films are in this damn franchise now? Because it's spawned off into Annabelle, but then there's like the, there's the main series. There yeah, are there's like a three, lot. Was there three these. Conjurings? There's like multiple Annabelles. There's also like the... Is the Devil Made Me Do It? Is Somewhere that the third Somewhere between one? eight and nine cents a cookie. Somewhere between eight and nine cents a cookie <laughs> is how much it is. On average? Yes. Okay. 
So I was a pretty, pretty damn profit. close when I said 10 I, cents. Yeah. It wouldn't tell me how many cookies came in a package. It would tell me the weight that was in the package. Mm. So I had to take the weight in ounces divided by the weight in grams of what a cookie is to figure out how many cookies come in that pack of Oreo. Oh, figure yeah. out the cost of the Oreo divided by how many cookies you have. <laughs> and then that determined that at about 8 to 9 cents a cookie with... As many cookies came in that box. What size was that one? The standard? 36 cookies in 36. that box. And it was, three, like standard. it was like $3 for that box. Yeah. That puts it at between 8 okay. and 9 cents a cookie. Nice. For that you were box. over there on your phone just that entire time. just like no, you're, you're I dedicated. had to know. Once it got in my brain, I had to know and I couldn't let eight and a half cents a cookie. Somewhere around there. <laughs> But yeah, Um, I actually didn't see this movie when it first came out. I tried watching it a couple years later, and I was just super drunk and passed out, and I did not remember (laughs) most of the film. Like I was there for like the beginning and the end, and I had like no idea how they got there. I watched this. My parents were out of town, and I ended up going to the theater and watching this one, and then going home to an empty house, and I was kind of spooked. Oh, a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of terrifying. I remember the first time I watched it. To be completely honest, it's probably. No, I have no idea. I probably just watch it because, like, my my family, like my mom and grandma, like uh, horror movies. So I probably just watch it with one of them, honestly. True. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it starts off a little differently than I expected. Like, so yeah. especially now in hindsight, knowing that there's all the different Annabelle movies and everything, yeah. it starts off with uh, like a five minute little lecture. Um, where they're talking, but you don't really know it's a lecture until the very end. It's just like mm-hmm. these girls who have the Annabelle doll are getting haunted and they're throwing it away. And like they go and see Ed and Lorraine Warren. And it's like an interview with them. And I'm just like watching it the entire time. I'm like, did I put it in the wrong movie? <laughs> I'm like, I thought the first one, and I even opened up Wikipedia. And Wikipedia doesn't care about that first five minutes at all. It starts with the next mm. scene, yeah, as, and how it starts off. So I'm just like, am I in the wrong movie? <laughs> I don't. I, I I pause Netflix and looked up, and it's like The Conjuring 2013. I'm like, yeah, that's the right movie. Okay, I'll just keep going. Maybe it'll, I'll remember that when once it starts after a couple minutes. And then yeah, it cuts away where you're secretly watching a video in a lecture, and like, mm. like all right, they did that cliche. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll keep going. After that, there is the text crawl, which goes way too fast. It goes way too much text. So fast. I was watching this movie with Anthony, and I tried doing the Texas Chainsaw voiceover just for shits and giggles, and it goes so fast. You just I couldn't even keep up with my eyes, and I'm a pretty fast reader, man. Like, yeah. I, I, I was, I was able to get I, through it by like kind of like half-assing like the last like two lines of it. Yeah, you have to like fucking skim it. Right? It's like <laughs> <laughs> you have to do a sparks <laughs> note <laughs> version <laughs> just keep up with it. Yeah. yeah, just a giant ass wall of text after you've been kind of like gotten a little introduction to the characters. Like this is you're what these like, characters are. It is this year. Yeah, and you're not really ready for a giant wall of text like that. Like it's it's, it's just so kind of like oh, it's yeah. like oh, we should probably try to emulate some. Of horrors. That's Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a pretty popular one. We'll do we'll do it like that. Just giant wall of text. The year is nineteen seventy five. Well the year is nineteen seventy one, even though it wasn't nineteen seventy one now in real life. <laughs> right, we'll use two words later in the movie well, the to show that it's that year. The house does not look 
anything like the Real House no, IRL. No. I don't know if we want to pepper that in. So uh, after I watched the full movie, I watched um, the Ghost Adventures. They had a full two-hour special on it just to kind of like see some other points of view. And it mm. is very interesting how much creative liberty they took with this movie to mm-hmm. tell a compelling story. Yeah. How many characters they omitted and stuff that they added in to make it seem way more of theatrical than it really was. But no, the house in real life is much, I mean, it's 3000 square feet. So it's not like it's a small house, but it's does not, it's not a two story, beautiful mansion. And also like, were there other houses around that house? It was very hard to tell the way they were shot. mm, They shot it. Seemingly the actual house has its own land. Yeah. Yeah. But But I mean like the house house that they filmed the movie. I don't think so. I think Mm. it had its own land too. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Because they had like that little river right along there and it was like kind of a drive up into there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was a little ways away at least. But yeah. Um, maybe I was just seeing the barn or something because the real house in real life has a barn behind it. Mm-hmm. They didn't really utilize the barn at all during the movie. No. So I don't know if there was actually a barn like in shot. Maybe that's what I was seeing and thinking it was a different house. Maybe. i have to go back and rewatch it eventually later and see if my brain was deceiving me. They don't really mention a farm in the movie, though. Well, they also... Uh, well, yeah, they took creative liberty on that. But um, they also get a pizza delivered out there, which is right. kind of funny. I, one pizza. one pizza. pizza, the polar opposite of Home Alone. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's funny. Kevin said that. It's like twelve to fourteen. Pizzas I mean, they have five for... kids. That's uh, yeah, so, but still. Speaking of the kids, so uh, something I like to do when we watch movies is to try and I've said this in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Pin the names on people. There are so many fucking kids in this movie. I was so confused. Oh, yeah. I, w- I had subtitles on, so when one would speak, it would say, like, Cindy, and then, like, it had mm-hmm. the name. And I was like, okay, so there's a Cindy. I'm like, okay, that one's that <laughs> one. There was certain scenes. I was like, wait, how many kids are here? Are they, those two are sleeping in the same bedroom. I was like, oh, which one's which? That one's the – oh, my God. There's, there's, like, multiple watches I've seen that movie that multiple straight. times, and I still don't have that straight. I only have the names down because Katie was there, like, helping me out. So April Nancy, and Andrea is uh, all I can remember. April's yeah, the youngest. Yeah. Nancy's the girl with glasses, and Christine is the girl who sleeps in the same room with her who's got curly short hair. Cindy is the braided girl who has a sleepwalker who bangs her head. Oh, that's right. And then Andrea's yeah. the oldest, who is also in the Ghost Adventure special. Mm-hmm. She actually comes and is there oh, with like them the on the full night. Old child. Yeah, a- Andrea Penn is actually there okay, with yeah. them and wow. like talks about like does a lot of fact checks with the movie and it's like, well, this is kind of <laughs> the events as how I remember yeah. it. The user is a consultant, but yeah. then what I like even like was hearing too that the director wanted a PG-13 rating with what they had like what they were working with like they didn't even like what is the rating of the film right rated now? R, is it R? Okay. but like he was pretty much immediately shot down like they, they toned it down from what they heard from Andrea because they wanted to put like as close they could as original but they had to tone a lot of it down because what really happened was like just too much and he wanted a PG-13 rating so they ended up being immediately shot down and they kind of went with what they had but the reason why like because there was no exorcism there was just a seance. It was just a seance that went really but poorly. What actually happened was deemed like too scary. So like even for an R rating. So then they that's why they changed it up a bit to make it where it's still scary, but within huh. the limits of what can be shown without it. The story that she said in the Ghost Adventures episode was that they were just doing like a <clears throat> seance in that dining room and mm-hmm. like the table lifted up and like their mom who got was strapped to the chair thrown. got thrown she was in like a captain's like you know how the end tables and chairs are usually larger she was in one of those chairs and it got picked up and thrown across the room 
and then like their dad and Ed Warren got in a big fight yeah. and they like have a physical fight and stuff like that and then they swore them out of the house because the Warrens actually weren't the first investigators there as I've learned out mm. um, they kind of got, they pushed aside a, a pair of local investigators yeah. um, they're these two brothers uh, what are their names I wrote it down here Co- uh, let's see da 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 Keith and Carl Johnson were the investigators before the Warrens. They're brothers who uh, hadn't been to the house until the 2019 adventure, uh, Ghost Adventures episode. They hadn't been to there since they got kicked out by the Warrens, basically, once they came in and took over the investigation. Because mm. the movie makes it seem like they called the Warrens immediately. Yeah, the Warrens just showed up. Yeah. They were just kind of like, oh, we heard about this spooky place. Let's go and do our thing. And then they're like, no, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Apparently the kids all came in. They didn't know what was happening. Which was all the kids and the Warrens and like the brothers and the best. Everyone just all in the house. And they did a seance and just went poorly and everybody got in a fight. Next day goes like, what, four of the five kids saw? saw yeah. It? They weren't like, none of them were meant to see it at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. they were hiding in the corner, mm-hmm. like watching away. But they were supposed to be up in bed. But yeah, that's just some IRL fact checks from the episode. I'm, so, I mean, take it as you will. It isn't a produced episode. So, you know, always skeptic about everything. But yeah, the so starting at the beginning of the movie, the family uh, gets to the house. And uh, they, they don't really say why they moved out there, except for, like, they just wanted to be in the country. That wasn't, like, for a job. Right. Usually when horror films and stuff like that, people move out there. Even though I know this is IRL. They just, like, bought it from the bank. Yeah, got on auction. It's like, uh, <laughs> like all right. They could just. They said that they were trying to like fix it up and sell it. Oh, okay. I, I, I might have money that tied one. up into the house to try and fix it up and sell it. Because when they're like, well, why don't you move? Well, well, the money's tied up in the house. We're trying to fix it up. But they had mm. mentioned a little bit earlier. I thought oh, that they okay. were trying to sell it. Okay, hmm. that's a respectable reason. It's worth a decent amount of money. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, there's so many like cliches right at the beginning, like the dog not wanting to oh, go yeah. into the house and all mm-hmm. that. It's like, oh, classic horror. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but then uh, there was a scene that I really liked in the beginning of the movie, but we watched Cinema Sins before this, and it kind of killed some of the stuff I liked on it. Right. I, I like the long sw- sweeping scenes, and he's like, these scenes are cool, even if they don't prove a point. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a sweeping shot. But it also is, uh, there's a note that I took that ended up basically not meaning anything. Cause I wrote, Oh yeah, the cool seventies soundtrack. There's two fucking songs in this movie, but I was like that long sweeping shot. They had like, ah, uh, I should have wrote down the names of the songs, but they had a classic seventies song. It's one song by the zombies. I thought, but yeah, I was listening to that. I'm like, okay, cool. This is going to be like a, I guess guardians of the galaxy brainwashed everybody to think yeah. that, Oh yeah, yeah. Every movie's going to have an amazing soundtrack. And this is 2013, not 2014. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, there's only like two iconic 70s songs throughout the film. <laughs> but yeah. I th- oh. <laughs> there's a line right at the beginning that made me cringe. It's like, wow, do you hear that? What? Nothing. And it's like, yeah. Like, that's what he wanted. And I'm just like, oh. What do you hear? Nothing. Yeah. Or something like that. Oh, yeah. And like the, that and like, of... the, like the wife is like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know, right? I was He's so like, awkward with it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is going to be a great start, isn't it? Uh, but I found out uh, that, so the dog Sadie, like, I guess there was two dogs and they had like, they had two dogs and like multiple cats. Like they were like the actual family. Oh, the actual family. And uh, the one dog that like, I guess was supposed to be like the Sadie character or the Sadie dog was uh, actually, it was a dog that was named after like the main ghost, like in the actual movie. Uh, 
was like, what was it called? Something Beth? Bathsheba? Bathsheba. The mom named a dog that. That was like what the dog that was like Andrew. Well, yeah, like because sister was like one of the biggest things is the time in the movie. It makes it seem like they move into the house and shit starts happening immediately. Right. They call the Warrens immediately. It was actually about three years. They moved in in 71 oh. and it was around like 73 when they started ha- actually finally convincing the dad to like get investigators to come out. Mm-hmm. Cause according to the sister, uh, the oldest Andrea, mm-hmm. um, in the interview, she's like, yeah, my, one of my youngest sisters had issues that first night and it was never really bad, but it just kind of compounded over like three years and they finally able to convince the dad to like do stuff. Cause it got like pretty bad. Yeah. He was just in denial cause he like knew there was something up, but he just doing the whole, like, I'm the man of the house. I don't have any control over this. I'm just going to, I can deny it. And yeah, then, the dad in the movie yeah. is much more compassionate than yeah. he, the at least the daughters made their dad seem out to be. Mm-hmm. He's the guy from Office Space. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. Oh my god, he is the guy from Office Space. Mm-hmm. So the entire time I was watching, I'm like, I know this guy, but I don't know what he's from. <laughs> it's, he's got the long hair. And, yeah. Okay, but I immediately recognized Night Owl as Ed War, and I was oh, like, yeah. hey, because yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen too many movies with him. So I see True. him, and I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. and he's like the same exact outfit and everything, like a nice clean suit and cut haircut back and everything. Yeah. But the um, how uh, something I pointed out is so the, they're in this new house and kids are playing this. Game I've never seen before in my life where you spin around three times and clap to try and find people. I played hide hide and seek. That's a very kind of specific type of hide Mm -hmm. and clap. But um, I wrote just always convenient shit that makes them find the spooky things. Like Mm -hmm. the girl hiding in the closet. It's always someone hiding. They're doing like some hide and seek or something to where they find the spooky stuff. With this being the boarded up wall to the basement. And the way they find it, like you the clap and she like freaking tackles. Yeah, I know. I I couldn't follow what how just like the punch the door. It's like why? So aggressive. But yeah, they plot comedian. Found you bitch. They find the basement and then head on down there and it's like, because it, the dad goes down there first and you don't like see anything mm. and it's just like all quiet and then it's like oh bro, I'm good yeah so I want to pose this question what so if you found that the way that they did would you do what they did and go, gone down there and investigate no I would have yeah. boarded I it up immediately and like forgotten about it I would have boarded up immediately and tried to contact the previous owner of the bank or anything go hey what's the square footage of this does that include the seller and uh, if it does, okay, why the hell is the seller boarded? You know, I'd get some research. And also, they do point out that it's a seven-people family. So getting a hotel or some shit like that ain't going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. So what's your theory? You would, right? I would definitely go see what the fuck is under that house, especially if I can't get out of that house. I want to know exactly what's under oh. there if I can't leave. But I'm also doing what you said and seeing if that's part of my like agreement with the mm. Like, like did they know about this? Yeah, did I do it? Like, do I get free land now? Because well, no, I got to do <laughs> some research. It's like, if did they know about this? Yes, they did. Okay, why is it boarded up? That's question yeah. number two. Did they know about this? Okay, they didn't. Then why the hell didn't they know about this? Both of those are you know questions right. that need yeah. to be done. But Whose I kind of need to know here? how I'm attacking this investigation because, as you said, you've all your money's tied up in this house. This hell basement is now yours. So it's like, all right. <laughs> Who is trying to hide something so I can figure out Satan. if I need silver to kill this demon or salt or any holy weapons or do I need to get a blessed mace or you something? Just call or, blade. <laughs> kind of. Okay, so I that's, need the ninja that attacked the fucking. Snipes. Yes. <laughs> you, you, who are you gonna call? 
Demonologist. Yep, exactly. Demonologist. Yep, you're not going to call Ghostbusters <laughs> in The Conjuring. You're going to call the well, Demonologist. Ghostbusters are in New York, which is more south, and they're out there in Rhode Island. So we kind of a drive. And then That's secondly, true. the Ghostbusters weren't formed until 84. So this I is know. a bit this before is, the this Ghostbusters. This is pre-Ghostbusters. Right. But the the Pym family didn't move out of the house until uh, 1990. Oh, so they could have called Ghostbusters. They could have. Who knows? <laughs> so, just, Who are they going to call? I haven't seen Conjuring 2 or 3 or however they many there are. They still don't so. call the Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, spoilers. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> they still call demonologists. No. Well, they didn't learn the first time. Well, each... Okay, so they hop across the pond in Conjuring 2. and then It's in, in London? Conj- yeah, and then in Conjuring oh. 3, they're back here. Oh. Because it's all just they travel. Is it the same actors who play Ed and Lorraine Warren? It's just them all so, going yeah. through? Yeah. Because I saw the poster for Conjuring 2, and I noticed it was the same actress that played. Who I thought, for she, does she kind of look like Elizabeth Olsen? Scarlet Witch? I, I do kind of get that. I, I kind of get Kind of? But she's like, the, maybe like it's her like aunt or something like that? Yeah, like related. Yeah. But I actually didn't fact check it, my mom, but my mom was telling me that she's the sister of the girl from American Horror Story. And I haven't House, seen American the Horror Story, so that's... A reference that just goes right around. Really? Me. I mean, I've seen American Horror Story. I just don't know if that fact is. Eh. If, if that fact. If that fact crack. If that fact crack is true. See, I need to stop doing this. Something I do with my notes is I'll write the quote, but don't add any context to it. Like I wrote, I didn't do that, did I? I don't remember the context for that quote or who said it. I didn't do that. <sighs> Nick, you got to do better with yourself. But that was before Sadie, because the next thing is Rip Sadie. <laughs> that was pretty boring. R.I.P. Sadie. Up scene. He didn't remember the dog dies, and he goes, he just looks over. He's like, the dog dies. <laughs> it's a horror. Yeah, dude, film. I was so dogs are I was dogs like, are either safe and they never die, or they die real fast. That's what I told him. I was like, hey, look at it this way: the Band-Aid got ripped off quick. You only had to see her in two scenes. <laughs> okay, I gotta <laughs> yeah, say. Right. The, didn't do a Marley one, and me. You know what for me was the most disturbing scene? Hmm. The pigeon squirming on the ground after its <sighs> neck broke. Yeah. I don't know if that was, that was an animatronic brutal. or CG or something, but I feel like pigeon. animatronic. Or what you it said. It was probably CG based upon what year it came out and how good CG is now, but oh mm. my god, that was just a creepy ass scene. I did not like the way it was wiggling. Yeah. Oh no. goosebumps. <laughs> but um <laughs> Oh, this, yeah, this is when we're introduced to all the Warrens, because when I added all their names, of Judy, daughter, and all of them, Drew's the tech guy, who, the, the most pointless character. Dude, he is, he came, <laughs> he comes into the scene, and he like, what did he do where you, he comes he in, the first time that I he think, comes into the, it's before they even, like. Oh, it's like after the lecture, they're at the car? Is that yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. He brings, um, Lorraine, um, no, he brings... Uh, the mom. Cat, ooh, Woo, hello. <laughs> he brings, uh, what's the mom's name? Carolyn. Carolyn. Brings Carolyn to the Warrens. Yeah. And then it just like, he goes away. It's he's, all he's in that scene. Right. But then he comes back later. But Anthony was like, what There's no establishment the of who that character is. No, what the fuck <laughs> was that guy? He just shows up. It was like, That's a deleted scene somewhere. He's like, Hey guys, do you need me to come out to that place this evening? He's like, Oh, yeah, dude, we could totally help you out. I'll be there. Just like, Yeah, he just shows up. He's the tech guy. <laughs> Also, the cop just kind of shows up too, uh, Brad. Yeah, I like Brad. I like Brad too. He's he's pretty the funny. Freaking comic relief with the bathroom thing. It's like <laughs> they hear the bell and like what? What? I, I had to go. Had to go. God. <laughs> oh, the father passed out on the desk with alcohol. Cliche. Yeah. Yeah. This is after all the characters are introduced. The whole middle of the film is just like random stuff. Random stuff. Mm-hmm. Random stuff. Event. 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 Just kind of like build up. 
to the Warrens like getting there. But freaking the movie feels like it's in like two halves. Yeah. It, the first half feels like a um Amityville it's a, it's a horror movie too. Hill House kind of like haunting kind of movie. Then the second half just feels like the exorcism. Yeah. Or the exorcist. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about for American Horror Story. They have oh, the same last name, so it makes sense that they're... Yeah. So, maybe. Doesn't say anything on IMDb about it, but... Yeah. I mean, oh. they do look similar, and they have the same last name, so... I wrote <laughs> I wrote kids are the worst. The fake out boo with the mirror that they do. Right. Because they hold, hold the show with the mirror, and, and the whole boo! Boo! It's like, ah, oh, man. There are a decent num- number of the fake outs in this movie. Or the fake mm-hmm. out scare was like, oh, it's not really there. Oh, well, it's do. just someone. Well, they do the jump scare, and they kind of like that piece where like, everything's good, and then they fake you out, like, okay, nothing really happened. I really am comfortable, and I'm good. And, and then I'm the safe. double then jump they scare. Actually jump scare you again, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> the fake out to real jump scare. Right. But yeah, it worked they, really well, though. Eh. Something, First time. Uh, I always like to point out little cinematography things when I see them, but mm-hmm. the, uh, the someone behind you scene, I really like how that scene was sh- like lit. Like, because mm-hmm. there was, like, you saw the door, you saw, like, the left hand of the sister, or the character, whatever one was, like, standing up, mm-hmm. and then there was, like, it's all you saw was, like, the light from that. You didn't see anything behind the door. It's like, right. there's something behind you. Like, that whole scene, you don't, you never see anything, and that's just, like, a perfect, like, a beautiful thing for, like, You really fear. don't see anything until, like, the, the, um, when the, yeah, when the scene with the laundry, really. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When she's doing the laundry, which I was like, ro- well, doesn't was the that? one she's on top of the dresser? Wasn't that the first time? Oh, I forgot uh, about the like dresser that, pounce. I did not though. like. I I thought that was cheesy as hell. Like, the dresser pounce was yeah, a little. The, yeah, they. Yeah. Yeah. It was the exact it, it's, it's same. In, it's in this middle part of the movie is. where they're just kind of. I almost like feel like it would have been better people. if they they had the entity there but not actually jump at her like just show her there then cut away and then have everything don't happen. even don't even show the, like they, they did show, show the witch witch bathsheba a bit too much in physical form like because they showed her hanging from the tree twice and then there's a the whole mm. scene in the basement where she's hanging and you see like the feet for a while dangling and it spins around i mean it is it i don't know it's a creative thing i'm just not the biggest fan of i just didn't like seeing the bathsheba's full face and everything I think they, that like was a bit too early to like show yeah, everything like well, I feel like especially like knowing what like Andrea is like recanting like s- some of the instances with like what she's seen and what happened to her mom I feel like the w- those descriptions of what the entity looked like that would have driven it better because it was the whole thing like the face was like or the head was hanging off the shoulder like not connected to the neck the face was like there's no discernible well, features hollow eyes some so of you the, didn't see anything really. well one That's of the freaky. one of the people in the ghost adventures uh episode they actually talk about all the real recorded deaths that have happened at the actual property and one of them was a girl who denied um a guy marriage she was like pretty young he was way older she denied a marriage and he stabbed her and cut off her head basically he nearly decapitated her so if the kids are describing stuff like that it's probably was cut for creative choices for like, how much do they want to try to, like, establish multiple demons or ghosts? Because there was mm. many deaths at the real property that were recorded and talked about on that show. People dying right. of suicide, overdosing. Um, so the actual Bathsheba thing is kind of a myth. It was never really proved mm. that the, the person lived there or was, like, actually practiced witchcraft. That was all just kind of, like, spoken word. But there was a lot of deaths 
Like, and even, like, as one person wandered onto the property and froze in the barn. Oh, wow. So, like, there was just, the whole property is just. just, Yeah, I heard about that. And as they talk about is it did get cut up. Like, the house that they, is for sale right now isn't the full property. It's only a small Mm. little bit of land that even in the one they talk about how, like, the graveyard is only kind of, like, half-owned. Because oh, they did yeah. eventually find a graveyard on property. Uh, that, that was this year, right? That they filmed East that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, they own that property. Like, the, yeah, it's way less. Yeah, it's uh, it was got cut into pieces. So that was kind of something that they added into the movie yeah. that wasn't a part of real life. It was like cool thing. Was oh, they took her land and it's like to something. Cinema since point out, I was like, well, if she's attached to the land, then just leave. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Like, it it's contradicted like, itself with, like, it had a good idea, but then this other it's thing. It's like stepping in gum. Then scrape right. off the gum. Right. Nothing can get off Just gum. scrape off the, like, in this case, the property that you really should not keep, even if you have money troubles. But, yeah. life is more important than debt. But it won't make the story happen, then. That's true. It's suspension of disbelief. I know. A lot of it. <laughs> not as much as some movies, but still a fair amount. Uh, and then... This is when all the Warrens show up. I said, oh, it's like setting up a level for phasmophobia. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real. All right, though. let's set in all the cameras here Take in the corner. spirit box. Well, it's all the 70s tech, too. Yeah. So it's like if... Uh, that would be kind of a cool DLC for Faz, old school tech. Like, fun. it's you have to play rounds where you only have, like... Not any new tech. Like you have old tape recorders, so you're maybe timed. You can only record for so long. Oh, you have to play back and listen to stuff. stuff. That would yeah, see. I'm creating cool right? Faz DLC Faz developers. here. Hey. Check it out. You got <laughs> tapes recorded. You have to sit and listen back when you're listening. You're more vulnerable to demon attacks. I haven't played since the new update. Apparently, it's super fucking scary. It's pretty scary. We can do it with the cameras too. Like this way, you can't see what the, you took right away. You won't be able to see to get back to the. You get you, but you have the audio setup they had. That would be cool yeah. and fast. Where you have to switch between audio tracks to try mm-hmm. and listen. Mm-hmm. See, there's so much potential for an, a vintage DLC. Mm-hmm. True. I think that would be cool, based upon the Conjuring series and other similar right. stories. <laughs> I just want that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but yeah, they True. set up a whole like Faz thing, but then the fucking. Blindfold game. Oh, the clapping hands out of, oh, the, out of the wardrobe. Closet. That was that was a legitimate scare. That was kind of creepy. Good. I liked that. That good. one and the the second one at the top of the staircase. I didn't the like the like. top of the staircase as much because he said like, "What did what did he say right when he did it?" It's like, "I'm here." He said Ooh. something, and it kind of just killed the vibe for me. I don't remember. Because she was up there with the the match, trying to like like. That's she true. Got it would have been better the if there was no no, no audio besides like, the clap. Psh, psh. That and it's like it was almost too like uh, they're both I think good I think the wardrobe one's like top tier because it's like it's out of focus you can't really, you're not really sure at first what you're even seeing so I feel like that's beautiful and then just like the following scene because then it confirms that it wasn't the daughter <laughs> but then at the at top of the staircase I feel like take the audio away and then like I feel like it, it, I guess it's just too on the nose because like already something like that already happened before. So like maybe if it took the audio away, I wouldn't be so against it. Wouldn't so against but it. But with the way it's presented, I'm like, eh. I mean, it was a good jump scare, but you, it's it wasn't anything different. I no. Guess, you know? But um, one of the things I wrote that because I thought it was fucking funny was the demon that possessed in the wardrobe. So the lion, the witch in the wardrobe. Oh, the demon that possessed in the wardrobe. It's great. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, getting fun little trivia fact in the lecture that uh, the mom goes to to he- listen to the Warrens uh, mm-hmm. L- L- Lorraine Warren is in that scene oh, she's really? sitting in the audience oh that's funny yeah oh, <laughs> crazy yeah she's a little cameo <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no Katie pointed that she's like there she is I'm like oh shit really okay cool 
That's pretty, I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. I did uh, like real quick. It's a little yeah. bit earlier in the film, even though like some of the stuff we've watched today kind of discredits it. But the whole idea, like when they're at the Warren's house and the the one guy comes in, he's kind of like, I guess I can't remember. Was he a cop? I can't remember the, the guy that was in there. Brad. No, Wait, no, 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 not uh, uh, at the Warren's house. Like when, like when they go into the room. Oh, the, like, I, he was a reporter. He reporter. was writing something. He's like, oh, hopefully he's not a skeptic. He'll write something nice about us. That's right. Yeah. But like when they're in there and they're talking about like, oh, you have all these things. Like, aren't you worried about them being in there? In the he's same place. Saying about the, like them, that they're a conduit, that it's better. Cause like you destroy the, the object, you're destroying the vessel, but not the entity or whatever that's mm. possessed it. And then even though a lot of that kind of got debunked, like debunked, debunked, is that the word? But Debunked just like land, just suspension of disbelief, just kind of going with the scene. I just like the the phrase. Sometimes it's better to keep the genie in the bottle. That's like, a good. That's a good line. So like going along with the movie, like any outs- external like. You know that someone wrote that perfect. line. It's like I'm proud of that. Let's get right? that into the movie somehow. I think <laughs> this is like kind of a quick, like a little clever thing because I mean, like yeah. it, it completely encompasses the idea in one simple sentence. Brad seventies mustache. Some of my notes. Just, I drew a Brad seventies mustache. He's got that's why I like Brad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can trust him. And he's a cop who doesn't like some horror films. Usually the cop either dies immediately or ends up being kind of crooked. No, he's just he's Brad. He's Brad, dude. He gets his cheek bit. It yeah. looks like it hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah, that yeah. bite, ow. But no, he he's fine. He brings a shotgun into a haunted house like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he would should have done. Shoot these fucking ghosts! You, you, how we sh- like? I, I don't think this would work. But like, how we open the door? That's cool. Then you set the gun away. <laughs> and there are kids around. You. I mean, he put it down there in the basement and everything. Yeah. So what? Yeah, yeah. They had that, yeah. the cool action scene. Like, look out! Roll. Honestly, if you had a shotgun <laughs> and you were going to a house, you'd probably keep that shotgun on Reali- you. I mean, realistically, if you're scared, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if you know, would you put do that nothing. down? <laughs> Look out, here comes the Bradley man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, perfect. After that, there's uh, my favorite line of dialogue where it's the, they're like, oh, it's um, the oldest girl, Andrea, and the, um, God, whatever his name, pointless guy. Oh, like Pete, intern? Paul. Drew, tech Drew. guy. Uh, they're having a scene. They're kind of flirting. They're like, far out. Yeah, it's totally groovy. Groovy. Oh, oh it's yeah. Like, oh, hey, yeah. Mind you, this we are in the seven. <laughs> Nowhere else does that come. Right? Like, does 70s dialogue come out? I'm pretty sure they say stuff that are more like modern, too, throughout it. Because I was trying to listen for stuff after mm-hmm. I heard that. I'm like, dude, is dude that long? No, dude's been around for forever. Right. <laughs> really? Oh, then there's the I had to go scene. <laughs> what? I, I had, had to, to go. go. <laughs> nice little, little humor there. Oh, I wrote two laundry scenes so far this spoopy month. Because there was the laundry scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre where he's chasing her through there. And then there's a laundry scene oh, yeah. inside where the, where the, the ghosts. ghosts. I'm mm-hmm. like, yep. So far, too. And I'm pretty sure the one we picked for our next one oh, movie yeah. has a laundry scene. So That probably. was a cool way to tie in like the original ghost look of like a sheet over a ghost. I yeah. know, right? Mm-hmm. That, kind of cool that is, I wrote that as the most iconic, like the classic laundry scene that I think of the first movie. Even though I was probably asleep for the first time I saw it, I've seen that <laughs> gif at yeah. least right. so much. It's like, ah. Spoopy. Oh, look what you made me do. They wrote, they yell, look what you made me do a lot. Cause it's like when the ghost is trying to get them scared and all I could think of was, Oh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. 
the entire time. So I just I killed the tension of that scene for myself. <laughs> Me and Anthony killed the tension of the entire movie. Well, you guys, your That's notes, I, I could tell time. you were drinking because your notes were good, and they just kind of stopped. Yeah. And you even had like a line to start another note, but you didn't write anything there. I had three lines. So like um, I literally just had. Dog your, your knows what's also. up. Three oh seven a.m. Yeah, crazy I have fall downstairs. That was my note. Oh, yeah, that, the crazy fall no downstairs. Way. There's no way she was surviving that, that fall down the floor. Or at the very least, and I also wheelchair. wrote that is a piano sting. I'm okay with. Usually you get the, like the brass. I know his notes are great. The brass. Look at mine. Look how much I, I know. Took. There's so much. <laughs> Brandon, this is me. <laughs> yeah, Mine's right. like not even a happy middle. It's like just like a slight. Like I just I watched it a second time, so I got a little bit more. But yeah, A tier, F tier, <laughs> minus. Uh, too good. Well, so what we were saying? I forgot the laundry scene. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look what you made me do. Yeah, with the whole killing the tension for the mm-hmm. ghost trying to haunt her. Oh, but then oh, it's funny enough. They start getting like activity starts happening, and they start talking, and there's poofs of. Like cold breath in front, mm. like cold breath. Nice. They pop, they pop out because the the daughter disappears, and they pop out the UV light. And I'm like, all right, we got fingerprints, we got cold breath. All right, let's oh, go yeah. grab the uh, the spirit box. Let's get some <laughs> let's of uh, let's get let's a let's get an X camera in the corner here, so we can get any spirit orbs. Spirit orbs coming later in the film. Like, oh shit, we got spirit orbs, Sporties. cold breath, UV light. We're dealing with a demon here. <laughs> I actually don't know what it is. I should have looked up what the oh, actual things right. are. Hold on. Uh, you gotta do some research. See, see if anything is cold breath, UV light, and ghost uh, spirit orbs. Because I guess we do get other ones. Like they does do um, telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Or, what is oh, that called? Wait, telekinesis. You know what I mean? Where it starts throwing stuff like the poltergeist. Oh yeah, the poltergeist. Just okay. So what do we have again? We have uh, fingerprints, cold, cold breath, and ultimate guide, beauty buying guide. <laughs> what a weird ad. Oh, there it goes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we got freezing temps. What is all this? Oh, there's new things. What's dots? Oh, yeah. So maybe this won't be the best one to use. This is the new update. Freezing temps, fingerprints, EMF5. Nope. Freezing temps, fingerprints, ghost writing. Oh, if it was demon, it did. Did it do any ghost writing in the film? No. No. That was Annabelle. It is a a hantu. Yes. (laughs) What's a hantu? All right, time to search up and figure out what a hauntu is and see if I can actually figure that out. But <laughs> Oh, no. No, I can't type. All right, a hauntu, supernatural creature. It's Indonesian. Okay. It's the word for spirit or ghost. It's a, so a Polynesian hauntu. ghost. Yeah, I can oh. see a Polynesian ghost being in uh, Rhode Island. He took a, a boat across. And that... <laughs> That was a uh, a road that just went to nowhere. <laughs> Funny joke, though. I gotta admit. <laughs> Funny joke. <laughs> Game grounds. Joke. Oh my god. Oh, I also wrote that the, there's a scene where the most '70s vehicles pop up in one. Oh yeah, they scene. all pull up. You got a UV, uh, not a UV, a, um, a VW. <laughs> A VW mm. bus. You got a station wagon with wood paneling. You got a '70s Mustang. You got the f- old Ford cop cars. I'm like, this is the most '70s auto line. There's the old broken down Chevy. Even though that's before, it's just like, oh my god. Their set guy was just reminded right before he got it. It's like it's a '70s Remember, film. dude. It's '70s. Just don't take it past '79, okay? Just like all the cars are from like the late, like late 2000s. Like fuck. <laughs> Fuck! Well, you had one job. 
God, spirit orbs. <laughs> oh my God, Rory looks like Little Lad. Rory's outfit, the ghost boy. Little Lad? Little Lad? Berries and Cream. The Skittles a, ad. The Berries and Cream. Oh my God, he does, gremlin, dude. dude. Oh my God, he does. He wears the suspenders. So you haven't watched the most recent Food Theory. Mm-mm. He does. He does look like him. The Berries and Cream dance, that guy. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that and because I watched that food theory, I was just like That's a little lad right there. Getting she some berries and creams, blood and death. Little demon. God. I hate berries and cream. I mean I love berries and cream, but I hate berries and cream. I am not a fan of the Annabelle doll design in the movies. I'm not either. It's originally a Raggedy Ann. It, it originally, and because I kind of already don't like Raggedy Ann and Sock Puppet and all that type of stuff, it, mm-hmm. uh, the real Annabelle doll is way creepier to no, me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, but it's way too, the it eyes. It felt too try hard. Yeah, it yeah. felt way too try hard. And they kind of went with the design off the back because I don't think the Annabelle doll design changes at all in the movies. It's just they did this first one and yep. it went uh, with it. It seems like there might be like very minor cosmetic, but it's the same basic also, design. I didn't even put it in my notes. There's a whole subplot with their daughter and Annabelle that just right. kind of doesn't go anywhere. That whole section of the movie when I did the rewatch on Friday, I... I even CinemaSins didn't bring it up. It's such mm-hmm. a no-nonsense plot to the yeah, movie. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Annabelle's like they they when he was first directing it like he wasn't planning to do like a, probably an Annabelle film so they just kind of mm. like peppered in some stuff is probably in early drafts of the scripts and stuff and they just kind of just ended up being a little weird side plot that I mean added some <laughs> runtime to this two hour long film so you know <laughs> so he, uh, it was touched on but they, they like he pointed out the whole like did they really do like two of the parents to get home just at the right time when the haunting's happening cliche? truth yeah like but then. I wish he kind of did like the next thing. It's like, oh, the rest of this doesn't matter, and then just is like ten sins. Yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Truth. I wrote. I did write cool ending credits though, because I did. Mm, I actually really enjoy the ending credits. I skipped a line here. The pictures. Dude, oh, yeah. My climax like note is just one line. It's it was short and intense, but in a two hour movie, I mean, <laughs> that's my note. I'm just like, yeah, that was a, that was that was the climax of the film. All right. <laughs> just the was whole it good fight. for you? Nah. Uh, it was two hours, and it only lasted a couple minutes. <laughs> said, that doesn't make any sense. But no, I, yeah. That's, I skipped right over that final whole scene with the whole them throwing him around. We can't leave the house. I have to do the extra. The Vatican approving the exorcism. That's so. I know. All yeah. of that stuff is so fabricated for the movie. None of that was a part of the IRL stuff. So, <laughs> also like with the whole like before she gets possessed, the mom. I mean, like she has like the bruising, all the markings and stuff. The only thing like from the rewatch is like it's like blamed on like an iron deficiency. Yeah, because it's a I think Crohn's disease or there's an actual disease where an iron deficiency causes you. Where if I go like, psh, you'd bruise. Right. And so she was taking iron because she's like, well, she. Was, that's the whole thing is. It, you don't really get a passage of time in this movie. That is one of my qualms with it. Yeah. You, I have no idea how long of a time gap this movie takes. No. And in the real life, it was three years. So they kind of do some right. cuts around. Like she went to the doctor. Like, oh, you might have an iron. You might have Crohn's. Let's get you on. Because they show her getting the med in one scene. That was like it. She casually mentions it in half a line. remember that scene. Like 20 minutes later. She's like, oh, huh. yeah, it might be. Oh, he's like, oh, you got. Because Ed Warren's like, oh, you've got bruises all over you. She's like, no, I've got an iron deficiency. And it's like, mm. that's all. It was so 
little stuff like that where it's like it's cool but it's a two hour movie and you're throwing plot points at me that get used for half a line right it's and like, just so forgettable <laughs> that one of the scenes I watched it twice this weekend I don't even remember it happening exactly <laughs> so <laughs> eh. I do really enjoy this movie though it, overall yeah, it's a fun yeah. watch it's a fun watch uh, now that I've actually watched it because the first time I don't remember shit <laughs> I was so drunk I slept like it was me and Christian were hanging out it was probably like way late at night we ended up watching it because mm. it was like ooh let's watch a horror movie and I just slept through it all <laughs> <laughs> I was there for that watch yep but yeah um some fun little facts from the Ghost Adventures thing. Uh, the episode, it was a two-hour special called The Curse of the Harrisville Farmhouse was the episode. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the Corey and Jennifer Heinzen family. They bought it in September 2019. They're the ones selling it right now. Hmm. Um, black mist move with a purpose. Because they talk about the big thing of the house was the black mists is the number one thing that people have seen in it. And... Um, they actually they were doing a drone shot of like them walking to the house like for the promotional and all that stuff and like they see because there's a like an enclosed Arizona room type patio type it's funny to call it Arizona room it's fucking Rhode Island but an enclosed <laughs> patio and um, they see a black mist move and all that and the it is uh, ah, Ghost Adventures are fun <laughs> but I don't take them seriously at all I don't take any of those motherfuckers no, seriously but it's so it's fun so to fun watch. to watch them act and do all this oh my fucking god it just touched my leg. It just touched my leg. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah. Someone catch that. Did you read that? Get in here. I'm just getting really mad, man. I'm just like, this room is just like, causing me to get really fucking mad. I'm just like, all right, dude. Get the fuck out of the room then. <laughs> you don't have to monologue for six minutes. You I know mean, the solution. You're saying it out loud. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's pretty cool. So the actual event that the seance happened was Halloween Eve 1973. That's what oh. Andrea says. It was the night that they, the seance happened that went bad, that they got in the big fight and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they, it was like the original, once the movie came out, like the original owner, it was nonstop traffic. He couldn't deal with it, trying all the people to want to like get pictures. And mm-hmm. the, the Heinzen family are much more opening. I mean, they decorated the house. They put Ouija boards in there. They have <laughs> Raggedy Ann dolls everywhere. Right. I mean, they know they, they let ghost crews and YouTubers and a bunch of people come in and do videos. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm actually surprised on why they're selling it. Maybe they had a bad night and they just need to, Maybe. you know, well, the one, well, cause, cause I can't remember cause in that video that we watched out, uh, earlier, the one guy was saying that like they were sleeping in the the original like the bedroom that got repurposed from a kitchen mm-hmm. for the uh, the husband and wife, and uh, the he he woke up in the middle of the night and saw like a figure like at the like bending in bending in and then I guess the wife he didn't realize the wife was awake saw it too, and then something like did they say something or like yeah, and then that would cause that to retreat essentially and kind of go away and they just looked at each other and high fived each other, the fuck. <laughs> Go away. Like, how, how do you, like, call it out? It goes away, and then you know right. it can't go anywhere cool. because of the layout, and then you just, like, I'm going to go to bed. Until you go to sleep? It's like, okay, cool. It's like the whole thing. It, it sounds like the, you, you know, the murder snail thing where you get a million dollars, but there's a snail constantly coming toward you? Oh. What? Okay. Or like it, the spoon thing, like, kill you slowly with the spoon? I, <laughs> I don't know the spoon <laughs> thing, but the snail thing is basically, like, it's a what if like if you get a million dollars or x amount of money but there's a snail coming towards you and if it touches you you die but it's a snail and it can only it can't like get on a plane or anything it just like it moves at snail speed Mm -hmm. i was just thinking like what made me think of that is like if you step over it and go in the other direction like okay i'm gonna go sleep you know bop that (laughs) but yeah and 
There's that one horror film, too, where the guy constantly coming to try and kill you. I forgot which one that was. It Follows. It Follows. It makes sense. I don't think I ever saw that. Uh, I only saw like a everything wrong with it. I never watched the actual it's, film. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's pretty decent. Nice. Uh, it's transferred through uh, sex. And it just, it hmm. it will constantly like walk towards you. Like the film takes place in like Ohio, Michigan area. And it's yeah. like them, it's like them all trying to like escape it and all that stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And you're trying to find like a partner and then they get stuck with it. But if they die, then it comes back to haunting you. So you want to find somebody that'll pass it on to as many people as you, you want to find the sluttiest person uh, to go down the line. Yeah. It's a huh. pretty cool concept. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> random facts but yeah the the parents were actually so in the movie it's like oh are they baptized no it's like oh we're not a church going people but in irl they were actually catholic they, so mm. all of that it was like hey you're changing people's stuff for the plot of the movie and that doesn't even really right. make sense because the whole vatican thing didn't go anywhere yeah it's like oh right. the, the vatican got it approved it's like well, good it timing really matter if they good timing <laughs> it's like they all of that was for that one line it's like the line isn't as funny as you think it is. Right. It's a two-hour movie, I keep on saying. But uh, <laughs> it, it could it could use it a little. This, I felt like the direct... The, if I knew going into this, it was like the director's cut version of the film. That'd be one thing. Yeah. I feel like a theatrical mm. could cut about 20, 30 minutes out of it yeah. and still be okay. But yeah, that's just me. I still did enjoy it, though. You guys have any final thoughts or anything I didn't touch on? Um, I just think it's kind of crazy. It's one of the only movies that when I talk with people about horror movies and you ask them like, Oh, what's one of the like scary movies that you've seen? Most people say like the conjuring was kind of freaky. At least a lot of the people I've talked to. That's just cause in the realm of more reality. Cause like for me, like insidious is scarier, but it's, it's I'm almost not, too out there. Yeah. It's not like so this, like this or the exorcist, anything that has to deal with like a haunting of some sort, it's, it, it'll hit closer to home for most because like that's something that could happen to you or you could yeah. accidentally buy a house and not realize that something crazy happened there. That's a more feasible thing. So it's scarier because it's real. And the, all the ghost activity in this isn't like insane. Mm-mm. There's like not any like weird scenes of like, or like shining, like rivers of blood coming down. Right? Yeah, like, or like all the lights constantly going on and off, and all the doors slamming like constantly. Yeah, it's uh, everything that happens seems like just mirrors falling off the wall. Other than like the attack, that's why I felt like the yeah. the attack in the wardrobe is so out of place because everything yeah. else throughout the film seems very so, minus like stuff that happens like with the, the pictures the, on the, the staircase hanging. that happened. Like th- those are like the only thing that actually kind of goes along with like that much activity. Yeah. So it's like, but it didn't happen enough to justify that one attack. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, definitely we'll co- probably come back to the rest of the well. So I heard the rest of the franchise is not nearly yeah, as good as the first film. It's not. We could maybe just do like the and like just I don't know. Next year, do a, a little like anthology. Yeah, we'll like watch an Annabelle, it. watch a The Conjuring two and three, and right. do a little uh, favorite favorite and least favorite bits from the movies. Yeah, yeah. just kind of yeah. mm-hmm. give us a week to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sounds like a plan. We'll, we'll save the date next <laughs> spooky season. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks, everyone, for coming and listening. Um, my name is Nick Benz, 9001 on all the social medias. And as I said an hour ago, but you heard it seven days if you're listening to this when it comes out, which <laughs> high five people. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> I'm still Nick Benz, 9001. I'll be posting on Instagram and trying to stream a little bit at the end of the month. That'll be fun. Uh, Anthony? Concise Koala on Twitch and YouTube. Nice. 
Pickled Brandon on everything. Band end credits. This podcast, you can find us at the Saturday Boys Pod. I was like, oh shit, I forgot the, the pod. Oh no. <laughs> what we're doing right now. <laughs> ah, promote everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. and uh, Thanks for hanging in there with us. This spooky uh, season. Uh, spooky. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hanging in with the noose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>